It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. This is your invitation to a masterclass in engineering and design. Your ticket to go from zero to 60 with the Lexus Performance Line. A feeling this dynamic is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the exhilaration of the Lexus Performance Line and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Welcome into Hitting Hard with John Chuckery here on Locked On Sports Atlanta. Today on the show, Arthur deserved better. Don't be mad at the NFL and Manfred is a goofball. It's all next. It's Hitting Hard with John Chuckery, Locked on Sports Atlanta. This is Hitting Hard with John Chuckery, part of Locked on Sports Atlanta. And it starts now. Hitting Hard is part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. We ask you to subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to your podcast. You get the latest episodes of Hidden Heart as soon as they become available. Check us out on the SiriusXM app and give me a follow on my personal Twitter page. It would be at JMCH316. So Pro Football Focus put out their top 10 offensive coordinators for the upcoming season. Okay. And I'll read you through the list, and then we'll, we'll go through a couple things here. So number one is Ben Johnson of the Detroit Lions. Number two is Kellen Moore of the L.A. Chargers. Bill O'Brien is third for the New England Patriots. Shane Waldron is fourth for the Seattle Seahawks. Ken Dorsey, fifth for the Buffalo Bills. Eric Bieniemy, uh sixth for the Washington Commanders. Todd Munkin, seventh for the Baltimore Ravens. Matt Nagy is eighth for the Kansas City Chiefs. Jim Bob Cooter, ninth for the Indianapolis Colts. And Brian Schottenheimer is 10th for the Dallas Cowboys. Now, a couple of things. First off, I know that Dave Ragone is the de facto offensive coordinator for the Atlanta Falcons. But look, Arthur Smith is the guy calling the plays. I mean, this is... His offense, he's designed it. He's the play caller. He's the guy. Yes, Dave Ragone is the offensive coordinator by title and position. But 
I don't, again, I don't know what Dave Ragone's complete influence is. You know, now he's going to be the quarterback's coach as well, former college and NFL quarterback. So he's going to take over that position. But make no, let's just clear the fog. This is Arthur Smith's offense, okay? So that's that's first. Now, second, when I look at this list, like how good of an offense was the Indianapolis Colts last year? Matt Ryan was a disaster. Their quarterback position was a disaster. Um, again, Jim Bob Cooter is now coming into, you know, obviously, you know, being a part now of this franchise. But again, let's see what he can do with this offense. Brian Schottenheimer, who's in his fifth stint as an offense coordinator between the NFL and college football. Why am I inspired by him? Todd Munkin is a guy who, look, Obviously, he did magnificent things at Georgia, tremendous things at Georgia, two-time national champion, you know, got Stetson Bennett to look like an all-world quarterback. I'm not knocking what he did at the collegiate level, and I know he's been in the NFL with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but let's see what he does. I mean, again, I know he's got Lamar Jackson, and he's got some pieces and some weapons and a run game, but let's see what he does. Like, there's a lot of what-ifs and different things like that on this list. You know, Biennemi's now in Washington. I think he's going to be a, a, a really good head coach, offense coordinator. Or I should say offense coordinator. I mean, there's no reason to think that he won't be. But is again, until we see it, how much is the Andy Reid influence? How much is the Andy Reid, you know, sprinkling the fairy dust on an offense have to do with him? Like, with all due respect, and I, I know Dave Ragone would not be a top 10 offense coordinator. There's a difference between OCs and play callers, right? Again, that's part of Andy Reid, part of Arthur Smith. I always said, look, Sean Payton was the best play caller in the NFL for years. But didn't Arthur Smith deserve a little bit better? I mean, again, who cares if you're an OC in title, if, you, if you're not really calling the plays? I mean, again, you can have all the defensive coordinators in the world. It's For uh, New England, it's Belichick's defense. You're not going to do anything Belichick doesn't want to do. Why? Because maybe he's the best defensive coordinator, maybe in modern day football history. I mean, the Dick LeBeau's and all that. But again, he's one of the great defensive coordinators of all time. And, and he's obviously made his mark as far as offensive, uh, sorry, um, um, head coach and, you know, as a defensive coordinator in the league, maybe the best head coach of all time, maybe one of the one or two best defensive coordinators of all time. So no matter what defense they run, it's always his defense. No matter what offense the Falcons run, as long as Arthur Smith is here, this is going to be his offense. Now, would I put Arthur Smith as one of the top 10 play callers? Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I would tell you that Arthur Smith is a really good play caller. Now, again, he's not working with great personnel. He's not working with personnel that, you know, again, we're, we're working with the Marcus Mariotas of the world. But, but look at a guy like Desmond Ritter, okay? And we talked about this. And this is obviously part of Desmond Ritter and his DNA, but also Arthur Smith. Desmond Ritter got better every single week when he played. Every single week that he played, he got better. This was a top two, three rushing offense. I think they were 20 yards away from being, no, I think it was, I think it was even that. I think it was like eight yards away from being the second best rushing team in the league. They've, Help develop an identity, and as my friend Bo Bach would say, a playing personality. You know what you're going to get with the Atlanta Falcons. 
You know what they're going to do, and they're going to come at you, and they're going to dare you to stop it. And now with, with you know Desmond Ritter and all of the different weapons, I think now you'll start to see things come to fruition for Arthur Smith. Again, I've talked a million times on this podcast that I want to see this team be a dynamic red zone offense. They need to be an offense that's in that 67% range touchdowns when they get in the red zone. That will put them in elite status. So, again, I think Arthur Smith deserved better. I think there's a lot of what-ifs on these things. And I know it's list season, and they're trying to fill time and space and, you know, papers and all this, you know, good kind of stuff. But still, I think Arthur Smith is one of the better play callers in the NFL. I'm not telling you he's elite, and I'm not telling you he's Sean Payton level. I'm not telling you he's Andy Reid level. But let's see what he can do with some personnel. Again, the personnel has been very vagabondish. It's not been very good. It's been a bunch of just, you know, you know, fits here and, and not really stellar, you know, players at some of the skill positions. But now with Algier, Bijan Robinson, John New Smith, Kyle Pitts, Drake London, right? Desmond Ritter at quarterback now, an offensive line that can protect these guys. Let's see him become a more balanced offense, and let's see what he can do now with some personnel behind him. Because, again, I, and I'll I'll say it this way, and, and, again, I'm an Arthur Smith homer, but if he doesn't get it done this year offensively, and we've talked about that they probably need to get to about that 26-point-per-game number. I think they were 21, 21-and-a-half 21 last year. They need to be at about that 26-point-per-game level to really be one of the top offenses in the NFL. 67% touchdown percentage in the red zone. 26 points a game in the NFL. Now, very few teams ever are going to average 30 points a game. That's reserved for the you know greatest show on turf and the Pat Mahomes types of offenses. That's reserved for those guys. I'm not even looking for that. But I think, I think Arthur Smith is a much better play caller than what they give him credit for. And when you look at, again... Offensive coordinator, yeah, Dave Ragone is, you know, again, I don't know what Dave Ragone is. I know it's Arthur Smith's offense, and I know he's the guy running the show, and he's the guy that's in charge of all of this, and it's his identity, his playing personality. He's an old offensive lineman, right? This is what he wants to do, and it's been successful. Say what you will, but again, people are looking at the Falcons and saying, okay, Vegas has got him at four and a half wins last year. Now they're eight and a half wins. They can be a better offense. They they have personnel now. Now let's see it all come together. I'm not telling you Arthur Smith is the best play caller in the NFL, but certainly Arthur Smith, from what he did in Tennessee and what he's doing with the Falcons, probably deserves a little bit more credit and praise when some of these lists and different things like that start to come together. Certainly I think Arthur Smith has been better than what some people give him credit for. And we'll see. Again, it's got to come to fruition this year. There's no excuses this year. You got money, you got players, you got everything that you want now. Now you got to get this thing going. Now you got to get this thing cranked up and be one of the top offenses in the league. Hopefully that happens for the Falcons this year. All right, let's talk about our newest sponsor as we're excited to welcome into the program Bird Dogs. And listen, Bird Dogs is going to make you look great. Stretch khaki shorts that are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg 
giving you a sculpted look. These are way better than regular shorts that you can get with that stiff, restricting cotton. Bird Dog has fixed this by inventing a cloud knit fabric that looks just like khakis but stretches so you get a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice movement. Bird Dogs uses anti-stink sweat uh, wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry. So head to birddogs.com, birddogs.com slash locked on, or enter the promo code locked on for a free Yeti style tumbler with your first order. Birddogs.com. They're going to make you look great. You're not going to want to take these shirts off, uh, shorts off, I should say, but birddogs.com slash locked on is the place to go. You can go there or enter the promo code locked on, L O C K E D O N to get your free Yeti-style tumbler with your first order. You're not going to want to take these shorts off. Birddogs.com is the place to go. So the NFL caught some grief um, because they aired the Super Bowl 51 yesterday, and they aired it on Twitter in its entirety. And Falcons fans got upset about it that why are we doing this and why are we just randomly putting this out there and all that kind of stuff? And look, if you're a Patriots fan, it's one of the great comebacks in NFL history. You know, certainly a, a beacon, a shining moment for the Atlanta, or sorry, for the New England Patriots franchise. But Falcons fans were upset about it. They were like, well, why are we doing this? Like, we're, you know, it's kind of disrespect. I mean, whatever. I, whatever the reasoning is and all this kind of stuff. Okay. Can, can I give a message to everybody? Okay, this, this, is, this is a guy who's a Falcon fan. I've been here for 30 years, been in Atlanta, cover the Falcons, been to camps and practices, games, everything like that, okay? Don't be mad at the Falcons. Don't be mad at the NFL. Don't be, don't be mad at the NFL network for putting this on Twitter. You know, if Dan Quinn would have handled his business, you know, we keep dancing around the idea, well, you know, Quinn got us to the Super Bowl. Yeah, and he blew the Super Bowl, and he wasn't a very good coach. Like, this is this is going to be my rant against Dan Quinn. I like Dan Quinn personally, okay? Got nothing wrong with him personally. Does a lot of great charity work, supports the military like crazy. I got nothing personal against Dan Quinn, but he's a lousy head coach. And the reason Falcons fans are upset with all of this is because we didn't come out on the winning end of this when we should have. So instead of looking at the NFL and being upset at the NFL network and putting it on Twitter and rubbing it in our faces, get ticked off at Dan Quinn. Get ticked off at him for blowing the Super Bowl. Oh, well, Matt should have done that. No, Matt shouldn't have done anything. That's all on Dan Quinn. Matt Ryan did exactly what he was supposed to do. This was all about Dan Quinn. And this goes back to all of the flaws and the warts and all the other things about Dan Quinn. You know how hard it is to have three of your six seasons have five-game losing streaks in the NFL when you're expected to be one of the better franchises? Because, again, they were in the Super Bowl in 16. They were in the uh, divisional playoffs in 17 and hadn't sniffed the playoffs since then. But you, Dan had three, five, I think it was five game losing seasons in six years with the club. That's hard to do for a team that went to the Super Bowl. 
hard to do in the NFL just in general. Even if you're, you know, again, maybe one year where you stink up the joint and have a, a, a losing streak like that. Three times? I'm sorry, but Dan's not a good head coach. Dan was never a good head coach. Dan wasn't a good head coach in his first year. He wasn't a good head coach in his last year. He wasn't a good head coach in the Super Bowl. They had an MVP quarterback. They had an offensive coordinator and a quarterback that came together and Matt played out of his mind. Go look. Start in. Look, look, here's a homework assignment for you. Start in 1978. Okay? 1978. And go look at when quarterbacks win the MVP of the league. Start that year when they win the MVP of the league and tell me what's the final game that they play in. You know what you're going to find? The vast majority of time, it's either the AFC Championship, NFC Championship, or the Super Bowl. That's the vast majority of time. You know why I know that? Because I looked it up. I went through the numbers. But don't be mad at the NFL. Don't be, oh, they disrespected us and you know, they 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 you know rubbed it in our face. No, dad's rubbed it in your face. That's why I'm so ticked off. We should have our Super Bowl. Matt Ryan should have his Super Bowl trophy. We should have all of this. And Dan, look, you can spin whatever narrative you want. Dan and Kyle and Matt have all talked about all the, the play calling down the stretch, right? You know, Matt throws that unbelievable pass to Julio to get first and 10 from the 22-yard line with one of the best kickers in the history of the NFL behind him. And they go in this Fakakta thing and just, again, don't go anywhere. They got the yardage back with the pass to Sanu and all, and it just, it just blew up in their face. That's all on Dan. Run the football, and we just we get out of there. Kick a field goal, get out of there, win the win the game. I don't care if you win it by one or 71. But that's all on Dan. That's why you're frustrated. Nothing to do with the NFL, something to do with Twitter, something to do with, you know, just randomly putting that game on. If you're Patriots fan, it's one of the great games in history. It's one of the best moments. And I mean, again, for all of the greatness that the Patriots have had and for all the great moments that they've been able to live, it's one of the great moments in Patriots history. Sucks for us. So be mad at Dan. Get reinvigorated about your anger toward Dan Quinn because he was a lousy head coach. He's still, again, how, how lucky can you be? Oh, he coached the Legion of Boom. Yeah, he was down in Gainesville, Florida. When the Legion of Boom was put together. You think that was Dan Quinn? First it was Gus Bradley. Then it was Dan. And it's Pete Carroll's defense. Then you get here with Shanahan and Matt Ryan. And they have one of the great seasons in NFL history. And then now, guess what they do? They got Micah Parsons, who's so good. Who's so good in the NFL that Dan was being considered for another head coaching job. That's how great... Not good, great Micah Parsons is. That he's he was so great that people looked and said, maybe we should give Dan another shot. That's how great he was. You talk about living a charmed life in NFL history. I don't know if anybody has benefited from everything else being done in NFL history than Dan Quinn. 
So instead of getting mad at the NFL Network and Twitter and this and that and, you know, we got shit. No, get mad at Dan. I'm still ticked at Dan. I'm still angry about Dan Quinn. It still frustrates the crap out of me that we don't have our Super Bowl. Well, I'll tell that story for another day. We were, again, we were given the information about the parade that was going to happen at the radio station. We were we were emailed about, okay, here's the what the blew up in our face. So you want to get ticked off? Get ticked off at Dan Quinn. That's the reason we don't have our Super Bowl trophy. All right, let's talk about our friends. This episode is sponsored by FanDuel. And you know FanDuel is America's number one sports book. And as we are past the All-Star game and headed into the de facto second half of the season, FanDuel has got you covered when you're betting on Major League Baseball where you can get 10 times your first bet in bonus bets up to $200. That's right, $200 in bonus bets when you bet 20 bucks, And what that happens whether you win or whether you lose. $200 you can spend on betting on everything from money lines to over-unders to who you think is going to hit the first home run. It's on an app that's obviously safe, secure, super easy to use, and most importantly is when you win, you get paid instantly. So head to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, and sign up today and get your up to $200 in bonus bets on a $20 bet no matter you win, no matter you lose, fanduel.com slash locked on. That's fanduel.com slash L O C K E D O N. Fanduel's the official partner of Major League Baseball. So, Rob Manford did his state of Major League Baseball speech the other day before the All Star game. Blah, 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 blah. What a goof. I tell you what a goof. Rob, Rob Manford is a complete goof. Go. All you got to do to learn about Rob Manfred is watch how he's handled the Oakland A's situation where there should not be a team in Oakland, California named the Athletics that should be leaving that city to go play in Las Vegas. There is no reason why they should be leaving Oakland and heading to Vegas. But his latest thing, is that the commissioner said, well, you know, Atlanta's in the mix for the 2025 All-Star game. Now, remember, go back in time a couple years. We were supposed to have the 2021 All-Star game, but the Georgia rights voting bill and all the all this kind of, you know, overreaction to everything, when it really wasn't, you know, again, based on anything other than pure emotion and Major League Baseball pulled the all-star game. So let me ask you a question. Okay. Let, let me, let me, let me just break it down very simply for you. If this law was so egregious and it's so bad, why are we in the mix for the 2025 all-star game? Does anything changed? Is the, is the law still in effect? What, what, why are we? Okay. So on one hand, the law was so bad that we could lose the all-star game, but on the other hand, it's well, you know, now we're in the mix again for the all-star game. Oh, really? You know what? In all honesty, look, it's a great honor to have the All-Star game. And look, they had 40-something thousand there last night. I mean, again, great environment. At the, at, You know, again, Seattle was great. I mean, all that, right? We want to see the home run there and all that kind of stuff. But you know what? In some ways, and, and thankfully for you, I'm not the mayor of Atlanta. 
Because I'd get in front of a after Rob Manfred said this, you know, where he talked about, well, Atlanta's in the mix, but but I'm not going to speculate any further, is what he said. You know, Baltimore, Toronto, Wrigley Field, they're in the mix, you know, with Atlanta for the 2025 All-Star game. You know what I'd done if I was the mayor of Atlanta? And I I know you're not going to do this, but me personally, I'd have gone up down in front of the podium and said, you know what? Rob Manford, screw you. Screw you. Now, again, I know the governor and the mayor are not exactly in, you know, in sync with one another politically and, you know, harmonious in the way that, you know, that. But again, I would have said, screw you. Screw you. You can keep your all-star game. And I'd have called him out and said, you're a putz. I'd have said that. I, I said, I'd have come up and said, you know what? Screw you. Screw your all-star game. We don't want you. You're a putz. And you know what we're going to do? We're going to hold up the trophy for the World Series championship this year. And we're going to rub it in your face. And you know what? You're not invited to give it to us. We're going to find somebody else to hand us the trophy. Somebody else is going to hand us the National League Championship trophy, and the World Series trophy. It ain't going to be you, Cha-Cha. In fact, we're not going to let you in our locker room. This is so stupid. This is so petty. Oh, where Braves are in the mix for the 25th. Why? I mean, again, if you if you pulled it from us, why should we be in the mix? Oh, you know, because it was ridiculous that it was pulled in the first place? Oh, okay. Oh, oh, Mia Copa. Well, you know, I won't elaborate any further. That's what he said, basically. I won't elaborate any further. Really? You're a putz. You're a putz. Yeah, you're the weakest commissioner. Well, maybe Gary Bettman is a little bit weaker. But he's he's a nobody. Again, this is ridiculous. I, again, I, I love the idea of the All-Star game being here. Should have been here in 2021, though. Should have been here in 2021. And now that's been pulled and all this and all, you know, Oh, this bill and all voting rights. All okay, what's changed? What's changed? Was there was there just a mea copa? Maybe things didn't work out the way that everybody thought they were going to work out. Oh, now we're in the mix for the All Star game. You know what? Again, I, I, if I'm the governor and the mayor, I get everybody I, and I just say, "Screw you, screw you." Go take your All Star game, and you know, again, I'm wearing my you know the Rock shirt. Take that All Star game, shine it up real nice. That trophy. Turn that son of a buck sideways, and anyway, you know the rest. Seriously, like at some point, some of these guys should make a stand, not just cave into whatever Rob Manford wants. He's a fool. He's a nitwit. He's a putz. All you got to do is look at the way he's handled the Oakland A's situation. Look what a disaster that has become. Why would I think anything differently about Rob Manford talking about the All-Star game? Either you want to bring the All-Star game to Atlanta, again, biggest city, you know, in the, you know, Old South, you know, again, huge fan uh, base here, you know, obviously one of the most successful franchises in Major League Baseball, Truist Park is one of the great, and the battery, one of the great environments at all. Did you see a couple years ago in the World Series where everybody's like, wow, this is the greatest environment ever, Right. And now I was like, well, you know, we're we're they're back in the mix, you know. Oh, okay. You know what? Screw you, Rob Manford. Screw you. Screw Major League Baseball. You know what? You ain't invited in our clubhouse. You're not invited to be on the field. You're not invited to our stadium. Stay, stay at home. 
Do like Roger go go in Roger Goodell's basement and you two guys watch the World Series together when we're winning the World Series. And you're not invited to anywhere in the stadium. That's what I tell them. They were me. I'm that I'm that shallow and petty. I, I would tell them, you know what? You're not invited to our stadium. You, you don't want to be here in 2021. Now we don't want you for cock the all-star game. We're fine without it. And those stupid uniforms that they wore last night. The only you know what? The only way I'd consider the all-star game in Atlanta is if everybody has to wear 1978 throwback uniforms. How about that? Everybody from the from the Pittsburgh Pirates in all yellow to the Philadelphia Phillies in powder blues to the San Diego Padres in the brown and white uniforms and the Astros with the you know the space logo and stuff across their chest. 1978 all over again. That's the only way I'll consider it. Disco and, and 78 retro uniforms. But Rob Manford is a putz. You know what? I don't want his all-star game. And, I don't, and, I, and I'll gladly tell him that to his face. All right, make sure that as you listen in to uh, the John Chuckery Show on uh, Hitting Hard uh, on our Locked On Podcast Network, let us know that you're an everyday listener to the podcast. So we definitely thank you so much for being a part of our ever-growing community. But whatever platform you're listening on, leave us a comment. Let us know that you're an everyday, as we like to call them, listening in five days a week. We ask you to subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to your podcast. Get the latest episodes of Hitting Hard as soon as they become available. Also, check us out on the SiriusXM app and give me a follow on my personal Twitter page at JMCH316. Back with you tomorrow. This has been Hitting Hard with John Chuckery, Locked on Sports Atlanta. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.